Payday. For some, it's the greatest word in the English language. It means you can go out, buy those clothes you wanted to get, get your drink on. For others, it's the nightmare that arrives every two weeks. Do we have enough to pay the rent? Can we afford the car payment this month? Do we have enough for diapers? Today, we begin our journey talking about money and confronting the elephant in the room, debt. I'm Julio. And I'm Leslie. And this is Hold Hold Up Up How How Much. Much. Thank God it's Friday night and I just, 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 just got What's going on, everybody? We want to welcome you to something a little different, something a little more exciting, something that we hope maybe catches your ear and your attention. And you know, I'm joined here by my smoking hot wife, Leslie. Thanks, How you doing, babe? Hey, man. Sometimes we just gotta call it as it is. So we were, you know, we, we were tossing around, kind of thinking about, you know, our life. You know, we've been married now eight years. Coming up on nine. Jesus, can you believe it's going to be nine years already? Yep. Nine freaking years. And, you know, we've been through a journey. You know, whether it's meeting in San Antonio or four and a half years in the military or living in Jacksonville, North Carolina, the greatest place on earth, or basically just, you know, trying to discover us as a couple. And, you know, we want this podcast to be something where you hear from a different side. A lot of times when you see money or you talk about money or you hear about money, it's people talking about how they made it and they lost it or they made it or people looking for it and seeking out for it or, you know, people of all genres and all races and all, you know, ethnicities looking for that next, that next step. You know, for us, it's a little different. You know, we're considered millennials, you know, the, the evil word that some people nowadays use. We're the older millennials, not yeah. the young ones. Yeah, and it's it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, it's like millennial. You know, apparently millennial now is like the the word that's like it's like the angst. You know what I'm saying? It's but what about like the actual like you know you know what about the the good of the millennial? You know, yes, there's a generation that wants the right now, right then, right you know, right everything as fast as possible, but. You know, looking in our lives and, you know, we've come from very different upbringings. And, you know, we want to talk about, you know, not just the millennial view of finances, but, you know, growing up Hispanic and how Hispanic has, you know, shaped our lives. You know, I, um, I know for me, we can start off with my story. You know, my parents, you know, are not originally from this country. My mother and my father are Cuban, are from Cuban descent. Uh, my mother came to this country when she was nine years old uh, through... Um, you know, her, her dad, her mom, and her two sisters basically jumped on a plane, headed to Costa Rica, and from Costa Rica to New York, and from New York to Miami. And they didn't know the language. Uh, they, in Cuba, they were actually, you know, uh, blue collar. They, they, you know, they had businesses, they had land. Our family on my mom's side had, you know, uh, they had a great upbringing. You know, they had uh, la fincas, as we call it, you know, in Cuba. And um, it was all taken away. It was all taken away by the government. Uh, once Castro took over, basically said, you do not have personal property. That property now belongs to the government. So uh, my mom's side of the family fled. And she fled when she was very young. So she lived in New York for a little bit. 
And then uh, my grandfather said, Pal carajo, it's too cold over here. <laughs> and then they decided they're going to, you know, move to mm-hmm. Miami to warmer pastures. And my father, he left when he was in his teens. Um, it's funny with him. Um, you know, he, uh, his parents, you know, they were kind of about the revolution and they thought that it was going to be a good change. And they thought that this, this liberator called Fidel Castro was going to bring, bring a new change to the country. And he basically took everything from everyone. And my dad knew that the writing was on the wall and he had two choices, stay and hope it gets better or leave and base and, you know, take his chances in a country that he knows very little about, does not speak the language. And, you know, he would just figure it out. He had his uncles that his uncles that were here living in the, in the States in Miami. So he decided to leave uh, and he jumped on something called El Mariel. And for those of you who don't know what El Mariel is, basically it's Castro gave everybody one last chance. He said, you right now, if you want to leave, you have, this is your last chance to leave. And he had boats. Uh, and he basically said, you want to leave, jump on these boats and go. But what people didn't know was that he used this opportunity to empty his jails and empty his, his asylums and empty, you know, uh, basically the criminals and the people in the asylums and, you know, basically murderers were put on these boats. And my father said, yeah, I'm going to take my chances. <laughs> you know, as a teenager who doesn't speak the language of, you know, he doesn't speak English, doesn't, you know, really, you know, doesn't have any traits. You know, all he has is basically his Cuban high school degree, and that's about it. And he came to this country, and it's funny, if, if you watch it, for those of you listening, if you watch the movie Scarface, and uh, you actually see the scene when uh, Tony Montana, uh, Tony Montana, cuidado, I better not say Tony Montana, you know, I've been living in San Antonio for a little too long. I'm sorry. <laughs> If for those of you listening, she just gave me the face. Cause that's when I, every time I say, esto, esto no es Miami, she's like, uh, it, this is Texas. So, um, basically, you know, uh, he came, to, for those of you who saw Scarface, you know, he comes to the country, he, they put him under a bridge and uh, you have to be claimed. So it's funny. Uh, and I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but every time I think about my father coming to this country, I remember when, um, he said he first came to the United States, they put him through the freedom tower. And that's the first time he had a, like a, a nice hot breakfast and he grits to this day my father is obsessed with grits loves grits and by I the way vouch for that every cruise literally three or four bowls full of grits <laughs> the grit father so you know and he basically had his nice hot breakfast and they put him under the bridge and his uncle claimed him and you know my father working class my father's been working for orkin extermination now for over 30 years and my mother's been working for you know, the court system for over 30 years. And, you know, it, you know, we, by no means did we grow up, you know, wealthy, you know, my parents worked very hard, you know, to get to there, but you know, the concept of money of what money is, is one that, you know, we, they learned, but they learned the wrong way. But even for you, Leslie, you know, like for what you experienced, I mean, you came from a whole different side of things. I mean, you came from the other end of the spectrum, you know, like, Tell us, tell us about, you know, your upbringing. So, unlike Julio, my upbringing's a lot different. Um, I've born and raised in San Antonio, grew up here. Um, one of the funny things is that when we first met and he took me back to Miami, every one of his friends were asking, well, what are you? What are you? Well, I'm American. What are you? I'm a Texan. I'm Hispanic. Because our roots from my family have been here in San Antonio for so long that 
I couldn't grasp the fact and they couldn't grasp the fact that immediately there wasn't, we weren't one like nationality, race, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I come, from, I have many different like, things. So you have like a mixed background. Yeah. So, um, my family, I'll give you some in, in, like background information. Um, my family, uh, my mom and my dad divorced when I was very young. Um, I think I was about three. Um, and I grew up for a couple years with a single mom and having to deal with, um, I know it's difficult. I know it's sorry, guys. I'm okay. It's it's um, a it's a hard story. Dealing to with the story that a lot of the times our house was cold. I know. And we didn't have money to turn the heater on. I remember one time our house got so cold. I had I had two fish, two goldfish, and it got so cold in our house one winter that the fish actually like froze. In their tank because we didn't have money to keep the gas on. And so we stayed with my grandparents for a little while because of that. But one thing that I learned from my mom is that you never give up and you continue to work hard so that you can provide for your family. And eventually my mom met somebody else and thankfully to him, I was we were able to have more money. Were we rich? No, by any means. Um, we still struggled a lot. My mom, throughout her life, I saw her work two and three jobs um, to help support our family. And that, you know, having, you know, not having money is kind of like a thing that has always stuck. And, you know, and going out to a restaurant, we would always have to choose, you know, the cheapest thing and, you know, going out to a nice restaurant for us was maybe Chili's or I remember one time we went to Saltgrass. I don't know if they have those anywhere where you all live, but I mean, it's just a steakhouse, but I remember like the prices were so expensive. It was New Year's and even we wanted to have a really nice dinner and, you know, we had to pick chicken and, you know, that's okay. And so still to this day, you know, Julio and I are very, very blessed. And, um, I will oftentimes pick the chicken sometimes because it's the thing that, that I'm used to always picking. So, um, that's a little bit of, of my background, just never having enough and always wondering, you know, where, you know, money was going to come from to pay this bill or to pay this bill. And I remember times when my mom would have to put gas on a credit card because we didn't have money for gas. And um, it was hard. I remember her telling me a story that one year all I wanted was a bike and a lunchbox for Christmas. And I told her that I would rather have a lunchbox because it was something I needed. And the bike was something I wanted. And so I knew that the bike was going to be expensive, so I told her not to get me the bike. That year, she ended up getting a Christmas bonus for, from one of her bosses, so she was able to. Yeah, I know. You know, it's funny when we talk about, like, like the past and just, like, you know, especially, like, for loved ones that 
you know, for those of you listening that are not here, you know, Leslie's mom uh, passed, you know, how long? It's been, what, now, three years? Four years, man. It's, and, you know, it's it, it's tough, you know, especially like, and that's why, you know, we wanted to start this because you, money can has either, either been a burden or has been a godsend or has been the way out. And we wanted to start this because it really allows us to start that conversation about money. A lot of times, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, you don't know you don't know how to start the conversation. I say like anything in life, whether it's riding a bike or a lot of times we just want show me how. And that's what we wanted to start here. So you were you know, you were just saying about Sorry. Yeah, no, um so she was able to you know, get me that bike. And, you know, to this day I'll remember that, you know, for the rest of my life. But being a kid, you don't see all the hard work that goes into, like, everything. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast and just this vision that we have for other people because we know that financial freedom is not only possible for us, but it's possible for everyone else. And especially my heart goes out to the moms that are that are single, to the dads that are single, but mostly to the Hispanic families that continue to struggle just because of the things that life has dealt with them. And I know like in San Antonio, there's so much segregation in our city. And I particularly work for an organization that helps educate Hispanic students in low-income areas and my heart is literally like there with the kids because I was one of those kids and we want to share our heart with you guys we want to share our knowledge and we're definitely open to feedback and anything that you guys want to share with us you know it's, it's funny you bring that up so that's why you know it's we wanted to start this because we want to we want to start the conversation you know a lot of times and, and it's funny when we talk about money and we'll talk here in a second about when we first had the talk, that's what we're going to title this 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 episode, the talk, because a lot of times, you know, when you think about money, you know, there's a lot of embarrassment in there. You know, people get embarrassed talking about money because at the end of the day, nobody wants to feel they're broke. Nobody wants to feel that they're less than. Nobody wants to feel that they don't have money. And and I feel that way. I remember the first time you know you and I sat down and we had our our first money uh, meeting of the money minds. <laughs> Yes, it wasn't a very good one. Mm. I came home gun ho about this amazing opportunity that um, a company I was working for was giving its employees, and I want they were super gun ho about it. So I was all in. I was drinking the juice and everything, and I thought this guy next to me. Those of you who don't know, we're sitting very very close. Extremely close. Like, <laughs> how you doing, close? And, how you doing? <laughs> and um, he, I said, hey, let's do this. You know, we need to get out of debt. And it literally started World War Three in our house. I had no idea that was coming. And I thought that was so, now it's hilarious looking back. And, you know, I just left it there and said a silent prayer that maybe things would change and left it at that. Next day, or maybe a couple days later, I mean, it's been four years already, so um, I really don't remember how many days after that first initial conversation. I think the funny thing was, like, I, in my mind, I always thought, uh, you know, I have a good salary. Uh, I can pay for whatever I want. 
and by pay for whatever I want is my credit card's not maxed out. So I can pay for whatever I want. You know, I'm good. And so for me, I thought we had money. I thought we're good. We have money. Little does anybody listen to this know we had zero in a savings account. Yeah, we had some money put away in a 401k, but I had less than 2% going, you know, t- being taken out of my check going to a, a 401k, which by the way, as we go through this podcast, uh, we will talk about 401k. So make a note of that. Uh, but, you know, I, so when we sat down and we just started looking at like literally writing everything down, we owe X for this, we owe Y for that. And we just, and I remember, I thought, okay, we don't owe anything else for that. And she would say, no, 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 we, we got to also include this. Oh, by the way, the car. Oh, by the way, the house. Oh, by the way, this and that. Oh, and you have a subscription to this. Oh, there's that. Oh, by the way, that those video games that you buy every now and then. Oh, that. Oh, your haircuts. Here's that. And I'm just seeing this paper just filling up and filling up and what we make just getting less and less. And I just, I freak out. And for me, for those of you who don't know me, when I freak out, I don't just sit around going, hey, I'm freaking out. No. The term of hot-headed Cubans definitely is Let me tell you something. Real. Los Cubanos, we don't take, we're either loud or we're extremely loud. But there is no low. So I just, I flipped out. I'm like, how can we not have money? I thought we always had money. I thought we were fine. I thought we were great. And it turns out we were not fine. We were not great. It actually was the opposite of fine. It was the opposite of great. Um, we were broke. We were the epitome of broke. And I sat there looking at, you know, and it's funny because even around the time that we were writing our budgets down, we were also thinking about buying a house. And you know us, you know, we were the, we were, you know, like, like most people do when they're going to buy a house. We never, we, we decided, let's go look at houses first and then we'll figure out if we can afford it, which by the way, we'll be talking about that also make a check mark on that as well. Uh, so, you know, we started looking at a house and we said, oh, this is great. It has everything we need. It has 4,000 square feet. It has, uh, you know, three-car garage. It, look, is that an elevator? Oh, this it is great. It did not have an elevator. But it could have had an elevator. And, you know, it basically, they it had all these great and amazing things. And they said, well, this house will cost you about 550000 Oh, we can do that. What's that, what's that payment like? Twelve hundred bucks? It's a twelve hundred dollar. We had no idea. No clue. No clue. We were we were babies in this. And then the it's funny the the um, the financier he was a very nice man. He said he knew we could not afford this house. He knew he saw how much we made, and he knew, but he didn't want to just basically just tell us that we were broke. He basically said, "Well, let's put let's figure out your debt to income ratio." That's going to be another fun one here for this podcast. And our debt to income ratio, I kid you not, was. 74%. Let me put that into, into, into context. A typical loan that when any company is going to give you a loan, at the most, they want your debt to income ratio to be at least 34% or less. We were at 74. So that means that we had enough money to buy a grain of rice, <laughs> essentially. Pretty so. much. We owed money to everyone. I mean, I'll put it to this way. We had a Disney vacation club. Shout out to Disney because you guys are the best. But your vacation club, ouch. <laughs> uh, let's see. We had Disney vacation club. We had two car payments. We had our house. We had subscription services, of course, Sirius XM. Netflix. Spotify, Netflix. Uh, we had, uh, she had three credit cards. I had three credit cards. And we did not have a limit under... 
So I think when we did the but when we finally wrote all our stuff down, we owed like what was it almost close to a hundred thousand dollars? Was it a hundred thousand dollars? I mean, it was a big or most or my thing. No, that was the house. That's if we included the house and all that other stuff. It was something crazy. It was like, I think it was it was a crazy amount. I think it was like thirty. Thirty six. Thirty six thousand. Yeah, that's right. Thirty six thousand uh, dollars. So it was it was something crazy that that we owed, you know, with with our debt. So we sat there and we're like, "Wow, we're broke." And it wasn't until we started writing it down and we literally had a, we had a ledger, and then we brought we had home a notebook. We had a notebook. A notebook. I like a calling pink. it a ledger. It makes it's me sound like Indiana Jones. A pink, a pink <laughs> notebook, and um, five star. Notebook because you know you're, you know your kid from the '90s when you have a five star notebook. Shout so. out! And um, we literally wrote down every single balance on every card, pretty much in a line, totaled up all of that, and the grand total was either thirty six or thirty eight. I mean, we just moved into that a, was just like personal. A house. I don't remember the, the number. Yeah, yeah it was not. Money. That was just if personal. You include, if you include the house, it was, it was over a hundred and yes. So um, yeah, you were right. Just. Not including the house. It was. The, oh wait a minute. That's on. That's on. That's on. I can't say tape because I'm gonna sound old right now. But everybody heard that. I was right. That's all I need. You give me that piece. I'm good <laughs> for the rest of my life. And that's the end of the podcast. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the time together. <laughs> anyway, so we had a balance. So that gave us an idea of what we actually owed. Um, at the time, we um, only had one car payment, so we put that in there as well. Um, because we were using my mom's um, car. It used to be mine, but it was hers and it was already paid off. That we paid it off together. So um, we were only on one car payment. Um, so we basically chunked away a little by little. And eventually paid everything off. Um, yeah, and, and then like it's, it's, it's crazy. Because I remember as we were going through our motions. It was like, okay. We make a payment and we make a payment. And then I was, we were trying to figure out how can we just dig into this faster. And, and it's, it reminded me of when I was going, you know, getting my bachelor's because I remember I just wanted, I, I hated school. I, I still, I, now I, I have an appreciation for school, but I hated school and I just wanted to get over it faster. So if I could take an extra class or I can clap a class or I can, I would figure out any and every way for me to finish that degree. I remember those, I, at one point I was taking five classes and I remember a friend of mine, you know, he would basically tell me, he's like, man, you don't have time to chill, man. I'm like, I just, I want to finish this. I want to get this out of the way. And it, you know, it, 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 it was looking for any and every way just to get out of that situation. And it was the same thing with our debt. It was, what can we sell? I remember I sold my, uh, it was the PS4 that we sold at one point with my games. Oh, literally. He had literally just bought this PS4, no joke, like a month or two months before we started this program. So he barely, I think we played one or two games, if that. Um, And he was literally, this is crazy. We went from like arguing, like we don't need to do this to like, let me sell my PlayStation so that we can get some money to cash flow this debt so we can like chomp away at it. So um, it's just, it's addictive. It's so addictive because the thing is, it's, it's all, it all sparks off once you pay off that first account. And I'll never forget it was our Best Buy account. Because, of course, I had to have the newest TV. You know what I'm saying? True, but the Best Buy was the smallest account. So we went 
to that one. But I still need to, uh, you know, I still need to be, you know, I, I still need to, need to be fresh. You know, I need to have all my new equipment. I need to have all my new systems. And when we paid that off, even it was, even as small as it was, it was like, oh my god, we're doing it, we're doing it. And that's the one thing we want to we want to we want to encourage you here. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you know, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to talk about money. You know, I think about myself, and when I when I would want to talk about money, I want I don't want people knowing that I was broke. No, 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 no. Look, I have the newest iPhone. I have the newest. You know, I have the newest clothes. I wear Lacoste. You know, I mean, look at me. I'm well. I'm good. I'm great. You know, but in reality, it's like you do all these things and you buy all these things and you have all these things, and what does it matter? You know, at the end of the day, yeah, you. I remember when I bought my like this TV that I always wanted, and I put it in my in my house. I turned it on, and all of a sudden, you know, that, that excitement of getting something and getting something, when you finally have it, you're like, well, that's it? I mean, that, that's it? It's it's having that conversation. You know, one thing that we want to inspire, you know, the people that listen to this and, you know, you that are right there, I want you to take a moment, you know, today, you know, where you are, and really say this to yourself. Don't be embarrassed of where you are. Be embarrassed be embarrassed that you have that you didn't you didn't realize this. Don't be embarrassed at all. Just I, I know it's embarrassing the fact that yes, I spent a hundred, you know, hundred bucks on this toy, or I spent like fifty bucks on this, you know, thing. But you know, it, it's it's embarrassing. But you know what? It happened. It's it, you can't go back and undo it. It's already done. You know, it's already happened. Now, how are you going to get to the next step? How are you going to fix this? So. One thing we, we ask you right now to do is don't let your emotions get in your way of getting to the next step. Sit, if you're married, you know, sit down with your significant other and... Your spouse. Your significant other, you know, or, you know... If you're married, it's your spouse. Thank you, teacher. <laughs> or, you know, or if you're dating, your significant other. Is, is that one good? So, you know, at, you sit down and have the talk. And, and when I say is have the talk, not the birds and the bees, not about, oh you know, how much you miss each other when looking in your eyes. No, I'm saying have the talk, like actually look at your budget, figure out where you are, figure out what your debt to income ratio is, figure out where you are separately in your finances and where you're together. If you're just starting to date, that was the perfect time to have the talk. If you're starting to date today, if you're starting to date, and if you're starting to date today and you listen to this but podcast, sing, if welcome. You're, if you're dating and you're definitely needing to be focused on yourself because, and you're, by yourself, I mean your finances because once you get married, that's a whole other story. So if you're married, have the talk together. If you're single, focus on yourself, but you can share it with your significant other. Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is my debt. You know, Absolutely. it's always good to know what your significant other has in debt because if you eventually get married or you end up living together, um, that's a serious conversation because yeah. you want to know how much money they got. I know. I knew I wanted to know how much he had. So, um, I mean, for him, it was easy because he was um, an E2 when I... E3. Oh, E3. Don't, don't, <laughs> do not demote me. Sorry. <laughs> you can look those up on the internet. Shout out. Shout out. So, um, anyway, um, yes, have that conversation. You know, it's, it's, so, you know, one thing that we, you know, it's, it's important to understand where you are and, you know, 
being part of L- LJM uh, Industries, you know, we you know we currently have services that offer the ability to start that conversation. Whether you're trying to figure out how to start a budget, whether you're fi- trying to figure out how to, you know, how to make you know how to make the next step, you know, how to put everything down into a ledger, how to you know set money aside, you know, for making payments, how to set money aside for your everyday stuff, and how to wean yourself off of the crack that is a credit card. Because I'm telling you right now. If I learned anything from, you know, from from my parents and from, you know, the basically going even going to Disney World is that eh, you swipe it. Don't worry about it. Swipe it. Swipe it. Swipe it. We'll figure it out later on. Swipe it. But then by the time you look at it, you keep swiping so many times that you lose track of, oh, man, I let this go out of hand. So we want you to take the opportunity and actually look at where you are. Write down what's going on. Write down where you are, what you're doing, where you want to go. Honestly, and you know... And what do you need to cut out? Absolutely. That you can live without for a meantime so that you can get to the place where you want to go. And then you can add that back in. You don't need to eat out every single day. And I think that's one of the things that we figured out. You know, I think at one point we we saw that eating lunch every day on the road. At work. I mean, think about it. It was, if you buy it... If you go and pick it up, it's fourteen dollars, and that's every day. If you go and you are getting it through Uber Eats, that's twenty dollars every day. So that's almost a hundred bucks right there just in lunch. Well, newsflash: four years ago when we started this, there was no. I know there was no Uber Eats. I know. Thrilled. It's getting there, but we want to we want to give you the opportunity to sit down. So if, if we leave anything for you today, it's this: have the talk, sit down. Whether you're by yourself, whether it's with your significant other, or with your spouse. You see, I got to write this time. And have the talk. Write down what you owe. Don't let emotions get in the way. You're going to sit there, and you're going to look at this ledger, or you're going to look at your notebook, or you're going to look at that piece of paper, and you're going to think, we're never going to get out of this. I was there. I was that guy. I thought, I am never going to get out of this. But when that last payment goes through and you're looking at that whiteboard, you're looking at that notebook and you're looking at that ledger and you see zero, zero, you owe nothing to nobody, zero. It is the greatest feeling in the world. I mean, I can't even describe it. I remember I felt, I I told Leslie, I felt that I could breathe for the first time in like eight years and it was amazing. That is is like an elephant sitting on your chest. Not only is it the elephant in the room, but the elephant in the room is also sitting on your chest. And, and one last thing to close out with, you know, especially you, you that are married out there. Um, if you're going through a tough time right now and you know that money is the issue, you need to have that talk today. Because the biggest root cause of divorce has to do with money. Has to do with the fact that there's just not enough to go around for everything and you just figure out why isn't this working? Why are we always broke? Why can't we get to the next step? Why can't we be like our neighbors? Why can't we be like our friends? You just need to sit down, identify what you have, identify what you owe and write it down. Put the plan together. Start talking about money every day, whether it's identifying what you owe whether it's identifying what you can eliminate 
and start. Just start. At the end of the day, so many people fail because they never start. And that's why we wanted to do this. This was for us. It was just a, it was a conversation for so long. Oh man, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing that. And it's, I think I'm thinking I'm thinking, and we never did anything about it. And one day I just got sick and tired. And you know it's funny. You hear a lot of people saying getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we just did it. Anything you want to add? No, that was wonderful. <laughs> did I did I pass the collection bucket now? Yes, pass the collection bucket. <laughs> so uh, to all of you out there, thank you for for listening. Enjoy your payday Friday. Enjoy your payday Friday. And you know what? Let it be a happy payday Friday. Don't let doom and gloom come anymore. It's payday Friday. Friday. My basic for saying that. <laughs> so I ask you right now just to rate, subscribe, follow us, follow us on Instagram at holduphowmuch. Follow us on Facebook, f- facebook.com forward slash holduphowmuch. And you know what? Give us, rate us, uh, send us a message. Send us some communication. Give us your thoughts. What did you think about it? What do you want us to talk about? What do you want to hear about in the next episode? And how can we help you? And for all of you out there looking for assistance, uh, you can email us at ljmindustry at gmail.com. And let us help you with your finances. Let us help you start that budget. Let us help you get to that next step. So I'm Julio. And I'm Leslie. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Won't look down, got no regrets I was made for this